welcome to this edition of Northeast Diary. Here we bring you the latest developments from India's unexplored Northeast region. Friends, Northeast is blessed with natural beauty as well as natural resources. Balance in nature is very crucial. Today we will learn how Mizoram is striving to maintain ecological balance. We will go to Sikkim and see how turkey farming is coming up as a means to earn livelihood. We will also talk about the Meghalaya Milk Mission. We will also look at how the Gurdwara and Shillong are providing oxygen in these times of the second wave of COVID-19 pandemic. Mizoram is one of the top hotspots in biodiversity in the northeast India, including the country as well. The state is substantially rich in flora and fauna. However, with the age-old joom or shifting cultivation still going on, added with poaching and illegal trade of wildlife, there is a significant erosion of biodiversity. Hopefully, a new movement has begun in the state to fight against the illegal poaching and for awareness to protect the ecological balance. On this, we have a report from a correspondent from Aizol. The total geographical area of Mizoram is 21,081 square kilometers. According to the Forest Survey of India, forest is endowed with rich varieties of flora and fauna, has presented a highly rich natural reserve to the people of the state. However, with the passage of time, many species of valuable flora has been extinct from this forest and a number of wildlife have become endangered due to many reasons like shifting cultivation, poaching and illegal trade. An organization known as the Biodiversity and Nature Conservation Network, Biocon, has started its ecological movement with the purpose of building a strong awareness level among the people living in the forest villages. The organization implements many programs throughout the year to create awareness among the villagers and conservation of nature. Talking to AIR News, the co-founder of the organization said, My name is Dr. Silas Mingliena, co-founder of Biodiversity and Nature Conservation Network. Since Mizoram is regarded as a biodiversity hotspot by the IUCN, we felt it necessary to preserve the different varieties of species of plants and animals present in our state, which are presently eroded due to the practice of jhum cultivation. Our flora and fauna is rich in plants and animal species, some of which are used for medicinal purposes. We have decided to form a society which caters to the preservation of nature to help our ecological balance. We are currently spreading awareness regarding nature conservation across the state. Also, the organization has been running a special forest protection initiative at Boalpuivi village with active volunteering by local villagers. Under this, the villages have regular monitoring and activity in wildlife conservation and protection of flora and fauna of forest reserve. For Nordis Diary, this is Irene from Aizol. While Sikkim has been a leader in organic farming, the state government has recently adopted a holistic approach to promote the sector, including dairy and fowl and livestock rearing through various incentives and schemes. Turkey farming is one such evolving practice in the state. Our Sikkim correspondent Parijat Sharma gives us the details. Turkey farming, which has been gaining popularity in Sikkim recently, has found a few takers so far, but has made a beginning. One of the state's first turkey farmers, Ajay Chetri, quit his job in the local hospitality industry to set up a turkey farm after exploring other farming options. He aspires to revolutionize farming in Sikkim and take the state's organic products to the global market. 
The Gantuk-based farmer shares his motivation to start turkey farming. Response to this list explored business and ideas to make the practice organic. As you all know that Sikkim is land of opportunity and it's only organic state in India. Yes, I want to bring new revolution and new style of farming uh, where we can export our goods to not only in India but outside the India. It's a vocal for local for now. I want to introduce our Sikkim organic product to the world. It's my dream where we can get value for money. Where a farmer doesn't have to go in loss and experience such kind of like bird flu, etc, etc. The kind of farming I'm doing, this doesn't get any flu or... Turkey and Karaknan farming is very potential. It's profitable, it's sustainable and it has a quality. Because it consumes 70% of grass and 30% of feed and medical value is immense. You know, right now there are so much of demand in India for Karaknath. It has got a high protein. Turkey and Karaknath is famous and what's the benefit they have? They are low in cholesterol, they have low fat, high nutrition, boost immunity system, high amino acid, boost energy, protect eyesight, increase blood cell, treat asthma, high antioxidant, rich in iron, help in skin glow, prevent aging. There are so many health in tissue growth, repair damage cell. Mr. Chetri plans to convert his turkey farm enterprise into a commercial business where he can produce the feed and chicks to supply it to local farmers, thereby avoiding import from other states. He also aspires to set up a research center where youth and farmers can be trained for organic farming benefits. With Saikat Sarkar, this is Parjat Sharma for Northeast Diary from AIR News Sikkim. Meghalaya Milk Mission is a unique initiative of the state government to plug in the demand supply gap in per capita milk availability as a state is much lower than Indian Council of Medical Research, ICMR's recommendation of milk consumption per person. The other idea of the mission mode approach is that it will generate alternative livelihoods for rural people of Meghalaya through the dairy sector. 2,000 farmers will be directly benefited by it over the next four years. It will also check the absence of organized marketing channels in the dairy sector in Meghalaya. It will enable the state to substitute import of milk with the state's own production. A Shillong correspondent, Rustam, has more on this. The Meghalaya Milk Mission was launched in the year 2018 at the cost of 215 crore rupees, sanctioned under the Ministry of Agriculture and Family Welfare through the National Cooperative Development Corporation. The project consists of 2,000 dairy farm units. In one unit, there is provision for purchase of five cows, shed constructions, storage room construction, animal insurance, 13 milk tankers of 3,000 liter capacity, 79 milk coolers of 500 liter capacity, etc., including provisions for training farmers. Meghalaya Milk Mission has shown enough potential to promote dairying and allied sectors in the state. Right from generating employment for local youths to providing opportunities for local farmers, dairy farms are proving an exemplary example to meet the objectives of sustainable livelihood. Nari Fresh Milk Cooperative is one among many units of the Meghalaya Milk Mission, which is working towards promoting dairy farm while providing training to the stakeholders in milk processing. 
Managing Director of Meglia Cooperative Milk Union, L.S. Sangpliang, said that dairy development is in its infant stage in the state and now dairy farming has generated a lot of interest among the budding farmers of Meglia. He maintained that the demand of milk in the state has increased and now there is scope in dairy and other allied sector. is in the initial stage of dairy development. We have started just three years ago. So we hope that we will be doing well with the support that we are getting from the central government, the state government, even the farmers themselves, the entrepreneurs so willing to go in for dairy products also to manufacture dairy products is very encouraging. So we hope that uh, in the years to come, more animals will be inducted in the state. The milk production will grow. Even the marketing aspect also, we have many youth that have taken up marketing of milk and milk products. At present, we have around 20 distributors that distribute milk to the whole of East Kassiel district, as well as Reebhoi and the Garuzel district. With daring sector of the state said to take a leap in coming days, it is only left to be seen as how the stakeholders would utilize the opportunity which can prove to be a game changer for the employment generation in the state. This is Rustam for Nordis Dari from AIR News, Shillong. As the country reels under the onslaught of the second wave of COVID-19 pandemic, causing hardships to everyone, the Sri Guru Singh Sabha Gurdwara Shillong has come up with the concept of oxygen langar. More from a Shillong correspondent. The Sikh community of Shillong is winning hearts by setting up an oxygen langar for the benefit of COVID-19 patients. Set up at Sri Guru Singh Sabha Gurudwara, Shillong, the oxygen langar will provide oxygen to people from all communities if the situation deteriorates in the capital city according to the Gurudwara. As oxygen has become priceless during these difficult times of the pandemic in other parts of the country and a number of COVID-19 patients are dying on a daily basis due to lack of oxygen, the initiative could prove to be helpful to many. Dr. Kamaljit Singh said, Dev, General Secretary of the Sri Guru Singh Sabha, Shillong, said that the community hit upon the idea of the oxygen langar after reading reports about the crisis of oxygen in several states of the country. Both government and private hospitals in Shillong have enough oxygen, but you never know what happens tomorrow. If they face any shortage, we can help those who are in need of oxygen, he said. Actually, we came up with this idea looking at the general scenario in the city and more so around the entire country, where there's such a shortage of oxygen everywhere. And so we thought, why not, you know, put in our resources and make something like an oxygen bank, which we termed as the oxygen langar somewhat on the lines of the food langar that we had done last year. The main reason why we are doing this is just in case, in future, the state-run or the government hospitals or the private hospitals, God forbid, run out of oxygen, it is then that we will step in and try and help the people to whatever extent we can. We have five beds, but here the reason, the main initiative is delivery of oxygen. Uh, we can increase the number of beds here. This, is, this hall has a capacity of about uh, 25 to 30 beds. But we have the beds when and if required, we will put them. As of now, it's about two to two and a half lakhs that we have invested. But we are a small body. We are trying our best. But, you know, there are a lot of good Samaritans who have already offered to he their help with contributing while with cash or kind. If many people would like to help us, they are most welcome and we will be most happy because this is a difficult thing it's, it's, we need to sustain it so the Gurdwara by itself will not be able to do and if people are willing to help they most welcome Making it clear that the service will be offered to people from all walks of life and communities, Dr. Kamaljit urged other NGOs and groups to come up with similar initiatives, stating that they will be of great help to people during this health crisis. This is Rustam for Nordis Diary from AIR News Shillong. <laughs> 
In yet another feat, Kohima has made it to the top 25 cities in the Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge cohort, a three years initiative aimed at supporting early childhood friendly neighborhoods under the government's Smart Cities Mission. The Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge is an initiative hosted by the Smart Cities Mission, Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs, Government of India, in collaboration with the Bernard Van Leer Foundation and its technical partner, WRI India. Let's go over to our correspondent who has more on this. In Kohima, five pilot project location has been earmarked for the Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge, two projects at Forest Colony, two at Empty Garage Newell Reserve, and one project in High School Highland Park. Kohima was selected alongside Agatala, Bengaluru, Coimbatore, Dharamshala, Irud, Hubali, Darwad, Hyderabad, Indore, Jabalpur, Kakinanda, Kochi, Kota, Nagpur, Rajkot, Ranchi, Rotak, Rorkila, Salem, Surat, Tiruvannadapuram, Tirupur, Ujjain, Varodra, and Varangal. The Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge will enable Indian cities to adopt an early childhood lens in designing neighborhood level improvements that promote the health and well being of young children and their caregivers. Over the next six months, the cohort will receive technical assistance, capacity building and scale-up support to experiment and implement trials and pilots in order to demonstrate early wins, citizens' participation and build consensus around their proposals. After the first stage, top 10 cities will be selected from the 25 cities. These top 10 cities will get assistance to scaled up the pilot intervention in other parts of the city, get exposure trips at national and international levels, where the case of the city as child-friendly city will be shared at national and international scenario as best practice. The Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge was launched on November 4, 2020, inviting the participation from all smart cities, capitals of states and union territories, and other cities with a population of above five flags. During the three-month application period, over 100 cities were engaged through remote or in-person discussion and online capacity-building workshops under the Nurturing Neighborhoods Challenge. This is Afanyo from AIR News Kohima for Northeast Highway. We all know that a film or cinema is a reflection of society and movies are one of the effective communication forms. Considering its importance, the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting also provides assistance to filmmakers and many events have been held to encourage filmmakers. In today's episode, IMFAL correspondent JJ Thokchom brings you the film scenario in Manipur. The history of Manipuri cinema started with the first Manipuri film Matamgi Manipur by Dev Kumar Bose which was released on April 1972. The film also backed the President's Silver Medal for Best Resonant Film in Manipuri in the 20th National Film Awards. Since then, the legacy of Manipuri cinema has seen many ups and downs. However, situation has changed and Manipur has created a golden chapter in the history of Indian resonance cinema. Speaking to AIR News, filmmaker Haubam Pawan Kumar, who backed many national awards, including Swarna Kaman, said, I've been making documentaries for the last 13, 14 years. I've got uh, four national awards and seven Indian panorama selections. Cinema is a reflection of society and an art form. 
talking about Manipuri cinema, the population that will who watches Manipuri cinema relatively very less to Hindi or Tamil or Telugu. There is a huge gap, but I think definitely the Manipur State uh, Film Development Society is also trying their best to reach out to the masses. The government has to first take the initiative and invest some money. You know, I personally don't believe that the government has to invest money all the time, but initial is they need to invest some money to create good cinema and once this cinema reaches the masters, private investors will automatically be interested in it and then, you know, it can stand on its own. JJ Thoksom from Imphal for AIR News, not is Daidi. Today we will share a very encouraging story from the Ukrul district of Manipur where a community collected nearly an amount of 10 lakh rupees through crowdfunding and utilized the amount in purchasing the oxygen concentrator machines for COVID-19 patients. More from our Imphal correspondent, J.J. Thokchom. In Manipur, the Tangkul community of Ukrul district was able to collect around 10 lakh rupees through crowdfunding and purchase oxygen concentrator machines to be used by COVID-19 patients. This crowdfunding was open for three days and just concluded. Mr. Tenishon Faire and his friends initiated the crowdfunding through social media platform after realizing that there are only four oxygen concentrator machines in Urkrul District Hospital and another four at COVID care center, which is not enough to help the surging number of COVID-19 patients in his district. Within the 24 hours of the crowdfunding, many donated to the pool and the funds have been provided to District Hospital Authority to buy additional machines. Speaking to AIR News, Mr. Tenishon Faire said that the oxygen concentrator machines are very necessary for the COVID-19 patients, especially children and those who are above 60 years of age. The machines that the district hospital has installed are not sufficient compared to the surging number of COVID-19 patients in Ukrul district. Whatever amount collected through crowdfunding would be utilized on buying more machines which will be given to the remote health centers in Ukrul district, he said. In the whole district has only eight oxygen concentrator machines. And just increase in the COVID cases, use of oxygen increase rapidly. And then the hospital staff refilling it from Nepal for every after every three days and all. The citizens of the country have realized that the fight against COVID-19 is not only for the government but needs to lend hand to the authorities to defeat the pandemic collectively. JJ Thaksom for AIR News, Notice Dai from Imphal. Tripura is endowed with favorable climatic condition which offers immense scope for cultivation of various kinds of horticultural crops. Today we bring an interview with Dr. Rajiv Ghosh, Deputy Director Horticulture Research Center, Nagichera, Tripura. The interviewer is Reena Nongmaitam. Welcome, sir. Firstly, I would like to ask you about the goal of this horticulture research center and how the journey started. This horticulture research complex. It is a state horticulture research complex under the government of Tripura. Actually, it started in the year 1981. Initially, it was started with some plantation crops like coconut, red oil palm, cashew nut, and other crops like spices, black pepper, and banana. 
Initially, the objective was uh, acclimatization and collection and exploration of new germplasm and growing this germplasm in the center and uh, evaluating and finding out the suitable germplasm for our state. Later on, it switched over to some other activity or some other activities were included in the annual action plan of the state government. We started true potato seed production, one of the unique items in our research complex. It started in collaboration with uh, Center for International Potato, Lima, Peru. A true potato seed, it is the botanical seed of the potato. As such, potato is grown from potato tuber, but the botanical seed is called true potato seed. Where actually the benefit is like that, when you grow potato, then 2000 to 2500 kg of potato is required to cover one hectare area. But when you take TPS, only 100 grams is required. Now, in the present era, since last two and a half years or three years or so, we have switched over to plastic culture, use of polymulch, use of wheat mats, use of drip irrigation system, use of sprinkler irrigation system. So these all are new items that has been included. Tibura has got a diversified collection of citrus, means lime lemon, mandarin orange and sweet orange. But sweet orange, there is one variety Malta. That also we have introduced in the recent past. In Tibura, it is not found elsewhere in the state. How do the farmers get high-yielding crops and all? HRD contacts training, capacity build-up program. There are two types of capacity build-up program. That is on-campus and off-campus. That is, in the campus itself, we go for a conduction of training program in the center itself. See, the setup is in the Department of Agriculture and Farmers Welfare, Government of Tripura, has got deputy directors in the district level and superintendent agriculture in the subdivision level, covering the entire states. So, farmers come over here, they can stay here, we have got farmers who stay, they even go for the season long training. We have got mushroom laboratory, we have got agricultural laboratory, and we have got a field also where frontline demonstrations are conducted. So, they stay here for even the entire season, they stay for five days as per their requirement or requisition placed by the district authority. See what is going on, they feel the science, they know the science, learn by doing. So, that way they are enriched with the technology and they replicate in their Moving on, Tripura farmers have equated themselves with new agriculture and bringing new crops into practice. How do you explain that? The system was only on the, for the livelihood, that is basic principle of life, that is food, cloth, etc. Diversification was not required in the earlier times. Now, with the knowledge and with the invention and with the advent of new technologies in India and elsewhere in the country, people, now everything is in our mobile. It is very easy to learn. See, with the urbanization and industrialization in the country, land is becoming limiting factor and we are switching over to even the vertical farming system, like hydroponics, aeroponics, because when land is getting shrunk, then family members remain the same, then per capita holding of the land is not remaining same. Per capita holding of land is also getting limited. So here we have developed hydroponic system, portable hydroponic system and the fish and the permanent hydroponic system. Aeroponic systems is underway. So these are the systems in the future farming you can tell for Tripura, but now we are focusing to the farmer, whoever coming for training and capacity build up, that in near future our farmers also can opt for this vertical farming system. So this is the added advantage is that they can go for organic farming. Organic farming is in hydroponics or aeroponics. Is all produce will be organic. So the benefit is multifaceted. Here the benefits will be 
Dibrigar correspondent Pranav Kumar Nath talks about the newly constructed district museum. 
The heritage lover of Dibrugo district is going to find a new destination for a motivation for knowing the cultural past of Upper Assam at newly built district museum very soon. Assam Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonowal inaugurated the newly constructed building of district museum on 2nd December last year. The three-story building has been constructed with an amount of Rs 3.43 crores and includes six galleries, a basement for parking facilities, an auditorium and office room, etc. Out of the proposed six galleries, the archaeological gallery is now complete for public viewing, which has been developed under the aegis of Assam State Museum Management Society with a budget of amounting rupees 11 lakh. Speaking with the official, it is known that though the visitors coming presently in less number, it will attract visitors in large number very soon when a total of about 500 archaeological and other items will be displayed completely. The district museum at Dibrigor was established on March 16, 1987 and early it was functioning from the district library building and now its new address is in his new building situated behind the district library building. The museum items are being shifted from old place to new place with utmost care and displaying setup in galleries is still on the process. After inaugurating the new building, Chief Minister on that day visited the archaeological gallery which shows representative history of stone and terracotta sculptures based on aesthetics and nature of collection found in the archaeological Hindu temples and archaeological sites of Assam. The other galleries will soon be equipped with the items like traditional dress, textile, tribal instrument, uh, ornaments, artan pots, manuscripts, stone scripts, idols, hunting instruments, historical weapons, masks, etc. A very remarkable artifact of the gallery is the stone writing which dates back 675 to 725 AD. The rest of the building include space and facilities for training, galleries for art and craft, workshop, conference meeting, archaeological research and study, etc. which are at planning level now. Pranav Kumar Nath, Akashwani Dibrigor for Nortish Diary. Three steps to stay protected and stay safe from COVID-19. Wear face mask, do gaz ki duri to maintain social distancing, maintain hand and face hygiene. And now here are some interesting facts about the Northeast. Arunachal Pradesh has a forest cover of over 82%. Tawang Monastery is the largest monastery in India and it is over 400 years old. With that, we have come to the end of this edition of Northeast Diary. Do join us next week to hear more stories from this enchanting part of India. Bye-bye. Oh,